If you pray about the same things in the same ways, day after day, you shouldn't be surprised that your prayers are boring. To get out of a prayer rut, you have to change your strategy. What if one simple change could enliven your prayer life? It's time to go the second mile and diversify your prayers. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, which says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. We want to do more than just the bare minimum of following Jesus, and we are specifically applying that to your prayer life and my prayer life, or maybe the lack thereof in these last few weeks of the podcast, because uh, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we all know that prayers uh, are important. We all know that prayer works. Uh, we all know that we probably should be praying more than we are, and yet we don't. And why is that? Well, the last couple weeks, we've talked about different ways to stay devoted to your prayer life and to make sure that like your, your head and your heart are kind of in the right space when you are praying. But today, I want to talk about how to diversify your prayer life. Because uh, if every day your prayer sounds like, God, just help me and uh, protect my family and bless all the missionaries all over the world or whatever, or if your mealtime is God is great, God is good, let us thank him for his food. Like if it's the same thing every day, it can't work that way. Like if your conversations with your spouse or your best friend uh, is the same thing every single day, how was your day? Mine was fine. Did you remember to do this? You're really not working on personal relational intimacy. You're really just kind of going through the motions, and that's why those relationships get stagnant, and that's why your prayer life can be boring. Um, When you think about prayer this way, I read one time uh, Don Whitney say that when you pray, You're talking to the most important being in the universe about the most important things in your life. And if you're bored to death, the problem is not the subject. The problem is not who you're talking to. The problem has to be us, right? Because we're talking to the most uh, glorious being in the entire universe about the most important things that are burdening your heart. And if you're bored and you're saying the same things over and over and over again, there's got to be a problem there. And so... There's a simple strategy, uh, honestly, that I learned from him about praying the Bible uh, that's been so revolutionary in my life, and I really do pray that it could be revolutionary in yours as well. And uh, and so it's really just taking one section of Scripture a day and praying through it and interpreting all your issues, but going through the lens of Scripture. And today, I want to teach it to you and pray that you can practice it in the coming days. So in his book, it's Donald Whitney again, who's a professor at Southern Seminary. Uh, His book called Praying the Bible is a small book. It's wonderful. And in fact, recently, uh, I gave it to people in our gospel group uh, at church. Um, And it was funny because uh, somebody who read it said, you know, I remember you telling me to do this a few years ago, and I didn't. But when I read this book, I wanted to. I said, well, there you go. So apparently, the the times that I have shared it with people may not have been as convincing as the book is. But it's a small read. I would encourage you to get it. It's a wonderful resource. But I'm also going to give you... just kind of the summation of what uh, he encourages to do 
which he uh, explains a whole lot better. And I think one of the best ways that he does also is give examples throughout it. But while um, I believe uh, what Jesus said in John 15, 7 is so helpful, where he says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So here, uh, as he's speaking to his disciples uh, the night before he's crucified, he gathers them together and says, look, you've got to remain in relationship with me. You abide. You're maintaining. We're, we're staying connected. And if you abide in me, and my words are abiding in you, which means or what is, where do we find his words? We find his words in Scripture. And so if we're walking with him, walking in step with the Spirit, and his words are abiding in us, then the verse says that if we ask whatever we wish, he will give it to us. And how can that be? Because when you pray God's word, you know that you're praying God's will. There's no doubt about it. If I'm praying what I hope would happen, well, that's one thing. But if I'm saying, no, God, you've said in your word, your promises are this, and I can stand upon them, then guess what? That means that when I pray God's word, I'm praying according to God's will, and I know that it's going to happen in that way. Uh, and so I have that that uh, wonderful uh, trust in Him. But yet, if I don't, if I'm unable to know what the will of the Lord is, it is difficult to determine how to pray. And so you go and mine through Scripture about what are the promises of God. But what He encourages to do, um, while there's many places in Scripture you can read uh, through your devotion time and then pray through it, which is an awesome way. Um, one habit that He encourages that I've used for uh, a lot of the last few years is to pray one Psalm a day and go through that Scripture and pray. Um, uh, just basically read a little bit and then pray a little bit, read a little bit, pray a little bit. Um, and and here, this is kind of the formula. Now, this is going to sound very simplistic to you. And, and when I first read it, I kind of was like, no, nah, this isn't going to work. And I'll, I'm telling you, it's incredible. So there are 150 Psalms in the Bible. And that was kind of the uh, people of God's, their songbook, their worship songbook for years. And in 150 Psalms, what he encourages to do is that you're going to be listening to uh, this podcast, or at least it'll be released on the 16th of the month that he would encourage to pray either Psalm 16 or you tack 30 onto it, uh, Psalm 16 or Psalm 46 or Psalm 76. You get the idea. And basically, in theory, you can pray through all 150 Psalms in five months, and then you can start all over again. And so uh, with that, you are praying certain things that you would only find in that Psalm of the day. And so you read a little bit of the scripture and then you pause and any kind of thing that triggers you to start praying, you start praying that. And you don't have to get through the entire Psalm. Uh, it may just be a couple of verses that you get through. It might only be a few phrases that kind of serve as a catalyst to your prayers. But what you'll find is in this method is that as the Psalms really do uh, activate or kind of express every type of human emotion, uh, it allows us to pray things that maybe we typically wouldn't pray about. And it diversifies our prayer in such a way that we find ourselves praying uh, in, in, I would say, uh, a more sincere way because it's not saying the same thing over and over and over again. And where one day may be about a great and glorious worship psalm, and next may be like, Lord, I'm really low and help me work through our feelings. Or it may be, how do I deal with these enemies? Whatever it is, but it diversifies your prayer life and so that you're not praying the same thing day after day.
let me give you an example of how this would work. So once again, this episode is being released on November 16th. And so if I were to go to Psalm 16 uh, on that day, and I would just open it up, and this is what I would do. I'd read the first verse. It says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. And I may just pause and say, is there something that I feel like uh, I'm going to need a God to be a refuge for me today? I'll go, God, I got this thing coming up today on the calendar. And so, Lord, please help me. Just keep me through this. Let me take refuge in you. I don't want to trust in my own strength. I want to trust in yours. Then it goes and says, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. It's a great place of just confession, repentance. God, I realize I'm a train wreck. I, I'm a center. I, I, I'm not doing what I ought to do. I really don't have good apart from you. So today, if anything good comes out of me, it's going to be based on you. So God, live through me. God, if there's anything that's wrong today, it's not going to be your fault. It's going to be mine. So God, just weed that out of my life. Like push it out. Like I know that I am in need of your grace. I know that I'm in need of your presence every single day. Uh, then you may go down. Uh, I'll give you just another one, right? You go down to the end just to start at the, the bookends, verse 1, and then verse 11, it says, you make known to me the path of life. Okay, I'll stop there for a second. God, there's some decisions I have to make today, and I don't know exactly where to go, to, to, to go or which way to turn, but I believe you know. You make me know the path of life, and so I don't have to come up with it. Like, you know, you already see my future. You see next chapter. You see all the things that are coming up, and so I've got to trust. If I can't see that path clearly, I believe that you can, and so I'm trusting in you. And then it says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Oh, you might say, God, I haven't really felt joyful a lot, and I know it's because I've been walking away from your presence. And so, God, just let me just start today by just saying that, like, you bring such joy to my life, and you're changing everything in my life, and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And then it says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It may cause you to start thinking, God, thank you for the things that you have given me. There's pleasures like the wonderful meals that I have. Have a wonderful family, uh, a great house to live in, whatever it is. But then I even always think about that in the New Testament, it says that Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And so whenever I pray through the psalm, I'm thinking, but the greatest pleasure, the greatest joy, the greatest happiness in my life comes at your right hand, who is none other than Jesus Christ. And so God, let me find just joy in him today and to know that there is no um, thing on earth that could ever rival the joy that Jesus brings. Now, this is just an example of taking a couple of verses of scripture and it allows us and unlocks us to just not to pray about the same thing day after day in the same type of way. I would encourage you that if you are stuck in your prayer life to maybe to start utilize this. Now, just once again, what he encourages, he actually encourages to look through all five potential Psalms a day. I'm just going to say that takes too much time for me and I analyze too much. So I just really will start. I'll start whatever month I'm in and I'll just start walking my way through the Psalms. Uh, just so you know, if you do get to a 31st day of a month, uh, his recommendation is always to go back to Psalm 119 because that's a long one and there's plenty to go in and there. But what I find myself doing is starting to pray in ways that I typically don't and really unlocking some things in my own life that I do need to pray about that I don't typically rise. And I find that it's it's guided, it's direct, it, it really moves. And then I know I'm also like praying the will of God because I am praying the word of God. And so if you have been discouraged because you feel stuck in a prayer rut, um, there's other um, options out there. There's other models out there. But if you're bored with your prayer life, then I would recommend to you to try this model for the next week. Okay, just take the next week and pray a psalm a day uh, and start working through uh, those psalms together and just see if it diversifies your prayer life. See if it enlivens something that has been stuck in a rut. You're talking about the most important things in your life. 
to the most important being in the universe. Don't be bored with it. Start diversifying your prayer life. I hope to see you on the second mile.